Hello, Formula One fans, and welcome back to F1 in Focus. We are the only podcast where a Dutch and an Englishman can very much get along in the world of Formula One, while having civil discussions, race re- recaps, and of course, discussing racing food and beverages. The Formula One 23 season has started, and so have we. So here we go, season two, episode two, the post Bahrain podcast. My name is Jon, and with me is my dear friend, the man with the best hair in the biz, is none other than James Hazel. Hello, how are you doing? I'm quite all right, 25 points in the back, I'm good, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not a bad day to be a Dutchman. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a dream, yeah, dream start, I can always say, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, pretty much the dream, yeah, perfect, yeah. Yeah, 22 more to go over there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I might be come back from my 10 wins uh, for the world champion, but hey, maybe I'm just celebrating too soon. Then. Yeah, I was thinking about some of those predictions we made that are probably not going to be entirely accurate. <laughs> you know, all said and done, but it's still fun to do that last podcast. Uh, and it was nice to get, you know, do something like building up to the season. Uh, but now it's very much underway, so... Definitely, we did get on the way. And uh, also, of course, we produced that show and many people tuned in. And if you like the show or you have some uh, questions or any feedback, just send a message to at F1FocusPod on Twitter. Probably the easiest way to get to us. So the Bahrain Grand Prix. Max first, Perez second, Alonso third. James, you predicted something else, namely Max Leclerc and Sainz, I think. That's what I predicted, yeah. Uh, so you're down one. One point for you, mate. Yeah, I I was very much expecting this season to go... Uh, we're only one race in, so who knows yet, to be fair. But yeah, I was expecting this first race to go much like how the majority of last season went. Um, so yeah, it was, it was a surprising race and result. Props to Perez in some ways, but he also finished 10 seconds, 11 seconds behind, or nearly 12 11. seconds. 11.9, 12 seconds, yeah. Yeah, that's not great, really. But um, yeah, I didn't I didn't expect him to beat the Ferraris, personally. I think the Ferraris kind of revealed that, certainly in Bahrain, they have the same problem that they had last season, and that is that they are fast in qualifying and any kind of short stint, but in when it comes to race is the tire degradation is just so much worse than Red Bull and yeah Red, Red Bull can go quicker whilst also preserving the tires for longer it's just a recipe for disaster if you're a Ferrari fan unfortunately yeah uh, I think uh, Verstappen and Perez throw faster rounds on their hearts than the Ferraris did on the soft so that's yeah, the and, point and so. Perez uh, did um a pretty impressive first in on the, the, that first set of soft tires that he did. He, he went quite a long way on those. And those were already scrubbed. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't vote well for them. But hey, I, I said, uh, I think, uh, Max, Sainz and Alonso. I got two out of three. Yeah, right? you did. Yeah, yeah. Well I, I'm leading this race now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I'm sorry, Checo, I'll be uh, betting on you more often, I think. But um, no, I wasn't too bad um i do feel sorry about for leclerc but maybe we should talk about that later on yeah we'll cover that in a bit i guess yeah definitely james if you would summarize this race in about one sentence what would that be um i'm putting it's like 2022 but with a pinch of salt (laughs) 
Sol being Aston Martin. <laughs> I quite like that one. I would say midfield battle galore. Hmm. Yeah. Um, we did have some good fights and not only qualifying was very close. It was within a second or something between 12. Was it really good? Yeah, it was pretty really close. close. Yeah. Um, and it, there was a bit of a surprising, somewhat surprising uh, mix up in, in the midfield actually compared to last year. Uh, Williams in particular were a big surprise for me. First race finishing in the points with Albon. Very solid. Uh, and Sergeant not really finishing that far behind. No. Well, uh, about one lap, I think, behind, well, he, but still. He, well, 12th, he, so. he was down a lap on the leader, but I think time-wise, he was within like 10 seconds, I think, of Albon. Oh, no, that's not too bad, yeah. especially for the first series. Yeah. Oh, uh, uh, Zoe getting the fastest lap. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Making sure Alpine doesn't get a point in. That was a smart move. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Nico Hülkenberg ending with a 15 seconds time penalty for multiple track violations. Yeah. Yeah, he, he was. He, I, I saw the warnings for that. And I, I, did he get the penalty after the race had finished? Because I didn't, I didn't spot that. No, he he did get the penalty in the race, but he didn't have to bid anymore. So uh, he okay. just added fifteen I, seconds anyway. I must have missed him getting that penalty then. But yeah, I I, I do remember the uh, you know the message at the top of the screen popping up a bunch of times that he was exceeding track limits. Um, New graphic as well. Yeah, it's a bit distracting that with the little animation of the like the thing circling around the text. It's not a fan, to be honest. It, it was clear because I, I, um, we couldn't miss like the Ocon getting three penalties. Oh god! <laughs> yeah, Ocon with like an absolute disaster of a race. Yeah, he started the season not on a, only bad foot, but he left his foot, his feet as home. I think he got a penalty for the first penalty was a start infringement. Yeah. So placed wrongly on the grid. Yeah. It's not like he's ever have to do that before. The second one for <laughs> uh, for not actually getting his penalty set out, right? It took 4.6 seconds before the yeah, engineer his car. There was a replay of that, and it looked like one of the mechanics just started messing around with the front wing before they were actually finished with the time. Because he, he needed a new front wing as well, didn't he? Because one of the end plates was just kind of hanging off the side, which... I'm surprised. Would get him a midball flag later on. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm surprised I didn't get that because they were like really keen on that last year. I mean, the British commentary over here covered it on Sky that um, you know that's a substantial piece of carbon fiber that's just kind of hanging loose off the car, and if it does break off, it's quite dangerous. Really, you know, if it even if it hit the uh, the halo, like that could shatter and still, you know, come into the face and neck of a driver. So yeah, I was surprised that he didn't get the flag for that because uh, they were they were really like keen on that last year. Uh, but last but not least, his final penalty came yep. when he came in to set out the second penalty, <laughs> and he was he was speeding in the speeding in, in the, the pit. pit. <laughs> Do you know by how much? How much? No, I don't go on. Do you know? Zero point one kilometers. Yeah, but <laughs> the rules, the rules. If you're over, you're over. You can't start making. A little bit of leeway here and there, or when do you stop? So yeah, and his commentary was brilliant. It's not like I've never done this before. How can I? How can I be penalized for this? Well, I don't. I think you've done it. Like I don't know. He he felt really unfocused or something. Yeah, I don't know if it was something to do with like his race start procedure, like the way because apparently, like he was in he was in the right position on the grid. 
he just I'm assuming he just drifted too far over that yellow line and the the actual markings of the grid box. I don't know for certain. I didn't see it, but I'm assuming he's just drifted too far forwards and then he's effectively not in position because he's ahead of his grid box. So. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's a really rough start to the season for him, especially when you compare him to Gasly, who I thought was the other surprise of the race for me. Um, in the midfield, that is. Like Al, Stars Al, lost, end of ninth. Yeah, Al, Albon and Williams in general, I thought were a big surprise to, to be in that sort of middle of the midfield fight rather than being at the back like they were last year. And then Gasly had just a great race to finish where he did from starting dead last, yeah. Yeah. Finishing ninth. That was a really good race, yeah. Yeah. Should we discuss the McLaren before we go into the topics or? Sure, why not? My 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 tip for fourth fastest team on the grid. <laughs> yeah, that prediction went well. <laughs> I said it was the first team principal that got fired. That might actually become true. I think it might, depending. I mean, so I, I still don't think they're the slowest car on the grid because of... Uh, there was a point during the race when Alonso and Hamilton were very close and uh, Norris was just behind them. He was just behind Hamilton and he was staying with that fight. Now, he he was on fresher tyres, but I think he kind of proved that that car can have some pace in it, whether it's got good tyre degradation or not, so it might not be sustainable pace. We don't know uh, just yet. Obviously, Piastri had his problems, and then Norris's car was constantly needing, was it the hydraulics or something? They were constantly topping up. Like, yeah, it was pitting like every five laps to get some sort of fluids or gas like topped up in the car to keep it running. Um, I don't know why they bothered. Like, just retire it and save the engine, I think. But like Ocon did, just like I'm going to save these parts. This race, yeah, done. yeah, probably but smarter. Norris proved that. The car does have a bit of pace to it, so I th- I, I think maybe not fourth fastest, um, or fifth, or sixth, or seventh. I don't know. Yeah. They could be. They could be fifth or sixth. I think they could be. Uh, it's, it's to me is the way that he was keeping pace with Hamilton. Um, I, again, the tires were like it, it's not entirely representative because of the tire difference, but. I agree, but I mean, Bottas got eight, so I don't think the Alfa Romeos are that bad either. No, um, true. And I think Mercedes was better than I expected, even. I don't know. I, 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 they, they didn't seem to be doing very well with their tyres. Um, and Russell losing out to an injured Lance Stroll is not good. I don't think. I mean, I think if Lance Stroll was not injured he'd probably beaten Hamilton as well that that should have been really the way that race should have finished was probably Red Bull 1 and 2 Aston Martin and Ferrari covering the next four positions in some sort of yeah, I combination think- I, su- I I suspect Leclerc would have finished ahead of Alonso had his engine not packed in because uh, he was quite far up the road compared to science wasn't he um also, a 10 second gap or something before. Yeah. yeah, and Fernando only finished 10 seconds ahead of Carlos. So if he's, you know, if he's only. He was also saving, of course, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, so maybe Alonso would have beaten Leclerc. We don't know. But either yeah. way, I, I can't see Stroll finishing ahead of the two Ferraris, but I can see him finishing ahead of the two Mercedes. So. 
Mercedes um, going back to the or going back to the drawing table. Back to the drawing, drawing board already. Yeah, pretty strong words from uh, Toto. Yeah, yeah, that's. Um, and I think this race shows one thing though that the concept of the Red Bull, which is also of course the concept of the Aston Martin, is yeah, the ish. way to go. Right? Yeah, ish. I think the Aston's a bit of a combination of the Red Bull and the Ferrari. The way it's got that kind of almost like gully, like right in the middle of the uh, side pods is like more Ferrari-esque than Red Bull. But then the shape of the side pods uh, is probably more in line with what Red Bull are doing, especially the yeah. way that kind of the, the front of the side pod kind of comes forward, but then it kind of diverts air down like the bottom of the side pod. It's, I mean, that, that was pretty much Red Bull's, the first team to do that because that's how they came out swinging last year wasn't it yeah but it's the only two cars that didn't eat the tires so yeah yeah and i think and that shows the concept like they can build all build fast cars over one lap because i think the mercedes was actually pretty decent as well over one lap but in race space when you actually give the car a little bit of a, a push and then you, the tires won't even last five laps in a ferrari that's no. worrying right and i think the same happens to uh, Lewis, because after he had to push, it was done. Really yeah, the, the Mercedes was maybe not as bad as the Ferrari, but it wasn't doing well with its tires at all. Um, Toto said it was about how, like, the... I think it was Toto. It's definitely someone at Mercedes saying, like, the the Aston Martin's, like, 50% or three-quarters Mercedes because they provide <laughs> yeah. the engine, the gearbox, the rear suspension, and some other bits and tricks for the car. So they know that there's something that the stuff they're doing is right, but it's it's got it's now got to be down to like the fundamental differences between Mercedes and Aston Martin, where Mercedes are going wrong, and if they get it right, they've obviously they do obviously have a fast fast car because the rest of the package is quick enough. So the problem is budget. Like, how do you massive? Like, how do you just completely swap your concept in you the middle of the season? You can't. Yeah, with the budget restrictions that we have now, so the car, the car just come in, in you know, in like two races time or a month's time or something. It's like, here we go, completely different side pods, completely different front wing and nose. And, you know, change the concept that drastically. Uh, I suppose Aston Martin sort of did it last season, didn't they? But not with any major success. So. No, it took them another year to get the most out of it. So yeah, yeah. So talk about Austin Martin, James. Yeah. First statement. I could make two statements of this. Let's. But I, I first wanted to say, is Mercedes being too stubborn? But I'm not going to go there. Let's stay positive today. Mm -hmm. I think could the first statement is could Austin Martin be the only team that's fighting Red Bull this year? I don't think so. I mean, I think maybe they will do for the first few races. I think Ferrari will catch catch back up or, you know, get back to where they should be. Certainly in comparison to Aston Martin, I think the problem with anyone trying to challenge Red Bull is that A, they're already on their back foot because Red Bull are just way ahead of everyone else, it seems. And B, they're not going to stand still. So, that, you know, if if... Ferrari might find half a second or, you know, half a second is probably very, very optimistic. You know, they might find two or three tenths, but Red Bull might find another tenth. And then, you know, so you've only really gained a tenth or two 
when your gap's already like four or five tenths, I think it's it's not really enough, is it? So, but I think yeah, the question Aston Martin the only team to challenge Red Bull. I don't think so. I think Ferrari can and probably will should uh, definitely should. I mean, Mercedes should. When you look at you know last season, how they finished last season. To be where they are now is that's that's pretty bad for Mercedes, yeah. But for, I, I think for I think Ferrari is still in it as like potentially second best team or challenging uh, Red Bull over a season at least. Yeah. So yesterday when we had the qualification, uh, I thought Ferrari wasn't looking all that bad. I was like, oh, they're still pretty on pace, and they were last year as well. Um, uh, until the uh, post-qualifying interviews where Mark said uh, it's a sort of a balance because uh, we they wanted to set the car up more for the race. Yeah. But we made a sort of balance. Uh, and Leclerc sounded pretty confident, like, oh, we have fresh soft tires. We have fresh soft tires. We'll be all right. But I think uh, Sainz actually said, well, if they're already beating us in qualifying, we might have a difficult race ahead. And that definitely came true because... Yeah. Max was was four were well, we four laps in and Max was three and a half seconds ahead already. Yeah, and I was and I was like, okay, Perez is now third, so my prediction might be right, right? When we said Perez not getting back, but honestly, it took Perez another three laps to just completely drive past Leclerc. Right? Uh, well, no, Perez got past Leclerc in the end via the pit stops, didn't he? I think it was that first pit stop. Or was it after the pit stops and then he passed him on the track? He passed him on he passed him on the track, but it was after the pit stops. Because it was it was it was when Leclerc had made his first stop and gone onto the hard tires and Perez was on the soft tires. On softs, yes, that's true. Um, but that was a huge gap. It was eight tenths a lap or something. Yeah. But the problem is that the Red Bulls could go almost as far on the soft tires as the other teams were going on the hard tires and not really having to sacrifice much time for it so you think that's the what i mean the red, today or uh i th- I, th- I think we're maybe at the start a little bit but I, I don't think they've got really any need to like massively push because i mean if this if if the rest of the or maybe not it doesn't have to even have to be the rest of the season but like let's look at for example the next race if that plays out anything like this race Red Bull can just rely on the other teams effectively tripping themselves up a little bit, fighting with each other, whilst they just kind of coast off a little bit, and they don't need to push. Um, and I, it, honestly, this first race reminds me a little bit of the start of the hybrid era and just how much Mercedes dominated. And there was all these rumors about like, yeah, we are like purposely detuning our engine because we don't want people to think that we're like as fast as we actually are because then they'll start bringing in restrictions and stuff to slow us down. So they like purposefully hampered themselves so that as teams catched up or caught up, they just, you know, they just eke a little bit more out of the engine and then effectively kind of maintain their gap without really having to do any work other than unlocking the engine a bit more, which is that's maybe not what Red Bull are exactly doing when it comes to, you know, maybe they don't have the, the best engine, like that's how Mercedes achieved it in the past, but they definitely seem to have enough pace in hand that they can maybe coast a bit more. Um, yeah, and they definitely had a, uh, the engine was tuned down during practice. No way 
that was actually full throttle. No. Because uh, fifth or sixth tenths, I think, in qualifying over Alonso, whereas mm. Alonso was leading both practice sessions, right? Last but two practice sessions. So it was a pretty huge, um, huge gap as well. Oh, well, let's hope it gets a little bit closer, but I'm not expecting anything in the coming four races till we have the first break, if I'm quite honest. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think you're, I think you're right. So uh, good to have a boring start of the season. But the good thing is we've got 23 races this year, so there's plenty to go around. And oh, last yeah. year started off with Ferrari 1-2s as well, and we all know where that ended, so. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Second statement, though, races. Lance Stroll shouldn't be allowed to race this weekend. Yeah, that, especially during practice, that looked just really iffy and not very good for the sport. I don't think the fact that he's saying on the team, like the team radio's asking him to basically take a corner slightly differently, and he's saying, I can't because of my wrist. And then you could see that he was having to like hold the steering wheel differently to go around certain corners if he needed like full he pushed lock. it instead of just holding it. Yeah, <laughs> he like took his hand off the steering wheel effectively to like rip it from the underside to push it upwards for a right hand turn because it was his left hand that was affected. And then um, not being able to get out of the car unassisted at the end of one of the uh, quali- was it qualifying uh, or one of the two, sessions? Think, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It was second practice, yeah. But then he survived the race fine. Fought hard. Um, yeah, fought pretty hard. Um, maybe a little bit overambitious on the first lap. Does that count as well, a crash? Like you said, he had a little bit of contact, but this contact was with Alonso, and it looked like he just was yeah. ramming it. And you said he's still thinking he's in the same driving online lobbies. <laughs> Yeah, it just looked like just looked like someone driving F1 2022 or whatever, playing it online. <laughs> that could have been. So yeah, it's all right. This car in front of me will slow me down. I'll just crash into the back of it. They were lucky there though, because now they get a P3 and a P6. Uh, I think a P, yeah, P3 and P6. Uh, but it could yeah, just as easily be a DNF for both of them right there. Yeah, I mean, our commentary over here was say, it was talking about like how lucky he was not to get a, a rear puncture. I think looking at the replay, maybe... He hit him straight on. That was I think the a good pun- thing about a, it. A puncture would have been very unlucky because the nose of Stroll's car just kind of went under the back of Alonso's car. So there wasn't really any like sharp edges making mm. contact with any tires or anything really. So I think he was all right. The Stroll was lucky not to end up with the damaged nose or damaged front wing. The car's fast and build like a and tank. Then appara- <laughs> yeah. And then apparently Alonso is like, I've, I've been hit from behind. They can't do that. We need to, they need a penalty effectively is what he was asking. And then later on in the race, he was still like asking about it. Did anything come of that? Like contacts in the first yeah, lap? Nobody wanted to tell him it was actually Lancer. Then. Yeah. And the engineers are just like, uh, no, nothing came of that. <laughs> it's, it's it's fine. Just keep uh, the going. beautiful <laughs> thing was in the um, in the green room when they uh, finished the race, right? You know, waiting for to go on stage. Well, they yeah. showed that highlight, and it was like, "Hey, oh, that's Lance." <laughs> that was beautiful. Like nobody dared to tell him it was actually yeah. Lance sitting. No, I think they'll no. probably have a chat about that, but um, it was cool to see. I do think, like talking about Stroll, he failed his first getting out of the car test. He he did get his second one in. Uh, the oh, yeah. car test for anyone on know that you have to 
show the FIA that you can get out of the car within 12 seconds and get the steering wheel back in so they can actually remove the bar. Yeah. Um, which 12 seconds is really fast, honestly. Like if you've seen an action, it's definitely, it's, well, right. And when we look at the same track, of course, and you look at um, <laughs> our, our dear friend's friend, uh, Gojon, getting in the accident there, you wouldn't want to imagine uh, Lance getting in an accident like that and having these injuries, right? <laughs> that was the thing no. was sort of like, sort of scared me. What I do think, for some reason though, the car is good. He's like, no, I've got this. He's got a broken toe. He's got one uh, sprain wrist and one broken wrist. He's like, I'm just going to do this. And I, mm -hmm. he did score a couple of points for me, if I'm honest, because I do think it's pretty badass. <laughs> Doing good, like just going for it. That's what I mean. Like he beat George Russell in a Mercedes whilst being hampered by injuries and yeah, really. I mean, he finished like four and a half seconds. No, three and a half seconds, near enough, behind Hamilton. Like, yeah. It's impressive. It really is, to be fair. Yeah, so hats off to him. Um, and he managed to not really have a crash. What? Here's my question, though. <laughs> safety aside, of course, safety is the most important thing. But Drugovic, mm -hmm. Drugovic got fourth in this car. No, probably not. I'm trying to remember where he finished in testing when you compare him to Alonso. Yeah, that's true. But I don't know. Maybe he'd have finished like just behind Russell or something. So maybe putting Stroll in was the right move. Mm. Yeah, it, it, it's very hard to predict, isn't it? Because the, the, those, those, certainly those three, Hamilton, Stroll and Russell, were, were all pretty, pretty close to each other, really. Like five, six seconds, whatever. Um, so to try and assume where someone ah, might true. fit in that gap is is a bit bit difficult to do. So I I, th I think they can just really they they, can't, they probably can't think about that. They just need to be happy that Stroll could race, did race, and he raced mm. really well. Given this, if, I'd love help, to see a video of him situation. waking up tomorrow, though. Oh God, yeah, I'll be sore tomorrow. I'm sure. Yeah, uh, he's got two weeks off now, so maybe uh, get some rest. But I I, I like. There's no rules for it. He failed. He, he successfully did the second test, so that's probably the only rule. That's I think he's a fighter and he's gained some bonus points for me because I don't have anything with Lance, right? I don't. I think he's a actually not a bad driver. I said this before. He's a race winner, mm -hmm. so he's often. I think he's underrated as a driver, but he's got these weird stuff like he had last year, a lot of weird crashes or incidents. He, apparently, he has the only car that hasn't got, hasn't got a rear view mirror as well. Oh uh, yeah, um, I mean, so but. Some of those mistakes that he's made in like practice and qualifying sessions in the past have just been ridiculous, but yeah. But so far, so good. And mm -hmm. uh, I, I like his attitude. So, got a he, uh, whenever he came out of the car, he was smiling and he was been in a lot of pain. So, yeah. Next statement Sergeant, rookie of the day. Yeah, really impressive. You, you weren't so sure about him in the uh. The, the, no, sort of the build-up podcast pre-season, yeah. Um, I th yeah, I thought that was very impressive. Um, yeah, I don't really know what else to say about that. He, he, he finished, I, I can't remember, it was like within 10 seconds. 12th. Uh, oh. 12th and about 8 seconds behind Albon yeah, or something. something like that. So that's just 
a solid first first outing in Formula One, yeah. especially when you you know you, Albon as a teammate. He's a he's not a slow driver, and it's his second year in the Williams, so he's you know he's got a bit of experience in the car now and with the team. So yeah, Logan coming in as the new kid did really really well. Probably exceeded expectations a little bit, I would say, by finishing where he did. I think Williams exceeded he, my expectations. I told yeah. I told everyone last week he gets the most crashes this year. I, so. I think Williams in general like probably exceeded expectations a little bit, but Sergeant specifically, yeah, to to finish where he did, you know, with, Al, with Albon as his teammate it was was really good. Can we say anything about Piastri? Well, not much, right? I mean, Piastri. He just didn't seem to be on pace with uh, Norris. Can you expect that? Before. That's it. Yeah. Well, I don't know because we're looking at like Sargent keeping up with Albon. I think if you're trying to prove yourself as like you know this like super talented kid coming into the sport, which Piastri does get, he gets a lot of hype. Like people talk about him being like you know he's got similar sort of traits and potential as Max Verstappen I've heard people saying yeah true and um, he's not I mean the, okay the McLaren's not a great car to demonstrate your skill in but the one benchmark you've always got is against your teammate and he didn't really prove anything against Norris certainly this weekend we'll see but um, Similarly, not not as disappointing, but still a little bit disappointing was Nick as well. Very disappointing, right? Yeah, for someone who has high hopes, and I, mm. I do think his strategy didn't help because in the end he actually was racing for points, but he was on hearts, and they didn't put him in during the virtual safety car. Well, they did that with Tsunoda, for example, yeah, and, yeah. and with Albon. I think that cost him in points in the end because his race was much better than. Anything before that, because his yeah. trainings were horrific. His qualifying was horrific. He said that himself as well. Um, and his target was before the race just to get the race done and get as much time in as possible to learn from it. I think starting from 19th, ending in 15th, I think, 14th even, isn't all that bad. But Sonoda scoring 11th on a little bit of a better strategy was, of course, much better. So yeah. I think he redeemed himself a little bit during the race. but. He did a little bit during the race, but I think looking at the weekend as a whole, just not not great for him first weekend. Apparently, he's he's not considering himself a rookie, so I don't know if we can actually count him in the uh, like the uh, rookie discussions. I think, uh, first season I rookie, right? No, it's yeah. I I think I'm trying to think where I heard this, but he himself apparently has said that he doesn't want to consider himself a rookie. Even though really it is like his first full season, so it's like a rookie season. But he's obviously he's done a lot of testing for different teams, like doing practice sessions. And like last year, he he tested like probably fifty percent of the cars on the grid. <laughs> and then I obviously did a race last year, last year as well, didn't he? But anyway, that aside, still not not great. But hopefully, he does better in the next in the rest of the season. Yeah, I definitely hope so, but the car doesn't look too good either. So it makes me a little bit worried no. about AlphaTauri. Um, also with everything going around that team. I expected them to be yeah. a little bit higher, but mm. I think I think what this race in particular demonstrated was that Gasly 
was quite important to that team and its results. Because I, I, if you look at Sinoda finishing, you know, he was in a very close fight for the last, it was like five or six laps, if not maybe more, of the, the, at the end of the race, trying to steal that point from Albon. I think if you look at how that driver lineup was last year, Pierre was probably going to be in the top yeah, 10 that's true. this race. So There were no surprises this race. That's the last statement. No surprises. I think there were. I, I think I think Williams in general is a surprise. I think Fernando managing to finish no third. No surprise. To me, that was I, a surprise. I, I yeah, I suppose there was a lot of hype about Aston Martin going into the race, but I think I think finishing third is still a little bit I actually predicted it. Can't be surprised if you predicted it, right? Oh, you, you did. Yeah, you can't be surprised. You, you, you had that nailed in, yeah. Um... Yeah, I was I, okay. I was surprised. It was a surprise okay. to me. Yeah, I think Bottas having a terrific race was a surprise for me. Honestly, eight, I fought well against the Mercedes just for a bit as well. Kind of, it was like kind of quiet. Like he, he just had this like solid but quiet race, and when he was like included in the coverage because you know it, it, there's there's a point where I think Russell came out of the pits and it was just behind Bottas and it took him like a lap or half a lap or something to, to then get past him. There's no like, there was no like surprise or anything that Bottas was there. It's just like, oh yeah, now, now he's behind Bottas. Yeah. It's not like, wow, how's he end up behind Bottas? It's like, you know, he just had this, this quiet but solid race. Um, a bit like Max Stopper. I'd, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Who they decided to do? Was, Let's. Oh, we haven't actually had him on television yet, in the fifty-six laps. So let's let's get a lap on him while the, most of the fights were going yeah. on. But we have to show the race leader now because we haven't given any attention to this race. Was a yeah. Well, there's also a thing with the coverage, isn't there? They have to. I don't know if it's like they have to, but they always do. Like they show the the car crossing the line because that's like a, a good image. Yeah for the sport and for the sponsors of the team that, uh, and for the team that, that actually wins. So they, you know, they want that shot on TV of them winning the race. So you're always, we always get that. And that's a bit unfortunate, but if, especially if there's other, um, like close fighting going on, but, um, do we want to talk about race direction? Oh, we could do, we, we, <laughs> we should maybe call it a topic every week. Cause that, there was some yeah. horrific, horrific, uh, direction. Going yeah. On. It's like, Ah, Alonso's just got past Hamilton. Let's cut to a replay of what you just saw literally two seconds ago, ignoring the fact that they are still fighting going down the main straight. Exactly, yeah. First corner Three again. DRS zones, like, let's go doing? from one to two. But after the first wait pass, the, then they go into the replay. Yeah, wait, wait for the fight to actually be over before you start showing the replays. I don't need to see a replay. Maybe other people do, I don't know. But I don't think anyone's like desperately asking for a replay of something that was literally just shown on air five seconds earlier when the fight is still going on what are, what are they doing yeah it, it annoys me <laughs> it really does well it wasn't annoying because there were a couple of fights where like um Perez gaining into Leclerc uh and uh, about to attack yeah. and then they uh, they went to Hamilton and Alonso like okay that's also important yeah. but the one you actually just shown isn't finished yet so what's yeah, going on there podium. Podium. though 
uh, yeah, podium position should always take, you know, take the lead over a fight further down the field. And unless it's something like really big, like three or four cars, cars all like fighting into a, the same corner or something like, yeah, and it's just two cars fighting a little bit further down the field when you've got a, another fight going on that's yeah. for more points and for a podium position. And, and later on with uh, Russell versus Stroll, they went to backwards mm. into this fight with, I think, Tsunoda Sergeant and Magnussen. Like, they were very yeah. close together. Yep, weren't we just watching the number five or six fight or six or seven? Or, yeah. Why? And so that was a bit weird, weird. Let's hope that they get better at that next week cause, or in two weeks. Cause, uh, but I don't think they will because it's pretty bad, honestly, last year as yeah. well. At least they didn't cut to the crowd as much as they have done in the past. You That's know, true. previously, previously that like that Hamilton and Alonso example, I don't know if there were any stands specifically for those drivers of this circuit. Probably not. But previously, you know, somebody who's got a, you know a very dedicated fan group would make an overtake. The fight would still be going on, but then it cut to fans of one of the drivers, and you just look at the crowd. It's like, great, we're seeing them. If I wanted to see people reacting to the action, I could just look in a mirror or just set a mirror up next to my TV. <laughs> I don't need to see what the crowd's doing. <laughs> Show me the racing. Well, this is the thing. So at, least, at, least there wasn't any, at least there wasn't any of that. that that's true. But that's the thing, right? I'm now, I'm watching picture and picture and picture and picture and pictures on multiple <laughs> screens to make sure I stay in control to what's going on. And that shouldn't be a lot. Like for the normal, for the yeah. normal fans, so to speak, that action should just be on board. And it isn't that hard, right? It shouldn't yeah. be that hard. I joked about this before. I think, haven't we? That you've you've effectively got race control set up in your <laughs> living room. <laughs> you've got timing screens on an iPad or something. You've got like picture in picture in picture. I got a big screen um, with picture in picture for only one one ring, which has the timings and or the the racing map and the. Um, the normal race direction, yes. Then I've got a yeah. iPad on with the actual uh, timings because I think that's yeah. important and I'm a nerd. Yeah. And I do have a laptop with all the um, onboards at the same time. So yeah, that's, uh, nice. I, I'm not gonna lie, I didn't miss anything. Um, so if people say this race was boring, it's never boring for me because I'm 90 minutes long just being sort of the director myself. Um, but it's it's uh, just the way I, I watch this. I was just thinking, this is my thirty yeah. second season of watching Formula One, Jim. That's pretty nuts. I don't know. I don't know what it is for me. To be fair, there was a few seasons where I I didn't really watch any Formula One. I got I got I was very much into uh, motorcycle racing instead. I watched a lot of MotoGP during like the uh, and World Superbike during like the you know late late nineties, early two thousands and then drifted back into Formula One. But yeah, I well I think I covered this in one before, like one of my first memories was Formula One related uh, memory. That's true. Yeah. And I I don't think I don't know if I want to say what that was no, again because it, it very it very much dates me. <laughs> James, we have actually have a sent in question today as well from Andrew all the way from uh, the yeah, US. Very cool. And um of course Drive to Survive made Formula One pretty good in the US I think there's many people that were watching now for the first 
time of or first or second season or watching their first big live yeah. event on Formula One. So that's really cool to see. Um, and that brings in some questions. So Andrew asks, the return of Alonso feels crazy to me. Is this common in Formula One that someone retires and comes back or is this special? The only sports equivalent I can think of is Michael Jordan coming back to the Wizards. You're an NBA fan. You're a Formula One fan. This one is dedicated uh-huh. for you. I don't. Th- I don't think. I don't think anyone in pretty much any sport can compare to Michael Jordan. I've got to. I've got to put that there first. <laughs> He's like probably one of the greatest of all time in all, across all sports. Um, I'm not going to go there as a football fan, but but uh, yeah, okay. We won't. We won't. Okay. We won't get. Yeah. Okay. Um, but it has happened. It has happened in Formula One, hasn't it? We we briefly sort of were thinking about this off air um, before we started recording this and. Uh, you mentioned Kimi, who probably had a very similar return to Formula One to what we're seeing from Fernando right now, where he um, he dis well not entirely similar because Fernando, when he disappeared, he disappeared from a very bad team, <laughs> and then came back to some pretty mediocre teams, and has eventually, you know, he's he's hit the look that he's he's been fishing for yeah. for probably like 10 years or something, and he's ended up in a team that's probably got the potential to win races in the right circumstances. But yeah, Kimi, who was obviously like quite harshly sort of booted out of Ferrari to make space for Fernando, wasn't yeah, that's, it's, it's Yeah. And he disappeared for, what, two seasons, I think it was, and he was doing a bit of uh, rallying and just generally just enjoying himself, doing other motorsport for a bit. Yeah, I think his first stint from Raikkonen was from 2001 to 2009, and I think I'm pretty sure he came back in 12. Yeah. Three years, yeah. Sounds about right. And then, but when he came back to Lotus, they were actually... a reasonable team, weren't they? And uh, he, he scored yeah, some he won podiums. three races still after he came back. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he did even. Yeah, and then obviously he ended up back at Ferrari, where he also yeah. scored podiums and possibly a race win. I can't remember. Yeah. I made I made a list though, if that makes it easier. Of all the retired, uh, so some of them, yeah. Schumacher, Schumacher's Schumacher is another one, obviously, who maybe didn't make quite the same return as. Well, maybe not in the same situation that Fernando's in this season, but I mean, he's got some. I think he scored a podium or two, didn't he? When he for Mercedes before he properly retired, I think one. I I think he won podium. Yeah, I don't think he scored. I don't think he won no, a race, yeah. but he was definitely on the yeah, podium. Yeah, one podium, I'm sure. Who else was there? We mentioned uh, we had Alan Prost. The saying for the year for Ulster. Yeah. He's got he actually won seven races once returned. We have Robert yeah. Kubica, of course, uh, for the somewhat older watches, I think. Um, of course, he only yeah. won one race ever. That was before he took his break, but he went off in 2010. He came back nine years later. So I was impressed. Yeah, a massive. Yeah, but that I mean a lot that a lot that was down to health, wasn't it? He had quite a catastrophic injury that caused the retirement in the first place. True. So. We got Nigel Mansell. Yeah. Oh. I thought Nigel Mansell and then I didn't say it because I thought he did disappear for how long did he step out Two for? Years. Was that he, like, came, he came back at ninety four and he left at ninety two, but he came back halfway through the season, I think. Six yeah, races. Because I remember he did six races. Which, I think. Which, 
Which which team did he come back to? It wasn't Williams. Because I remember at the time, there was a bit of a fight over his red number five because he wanted to race with his red yeah. number five and Williams wouldn't let him. At least that's how that's how I remember it now. That might not be uh, entirely accurate. I'd have to double check, but that's how I remember it, yeah. He's returned. He returned for Williams and McLaren, I think, actually. Yeah. Okay. It was maybe when he did some races for McLaren then and he wouldn't Williams. Yeah, because he, he won uh, the race in... Van or Australia? Okay, I need to have a little need to look it up. But he won one, I think. I'm pretty sure. We got Nicky Lauda, yeah. of course. Uh, yeah, he got a three year break, crash. Yeah. and yeah. he won races after he came back. Oh, that wasn't after the crash, obviously. No, that was yeah. no. So uh, I think he guess he only missed a few races from the yeah. That was insanely if you think about it. Alan Jones, and of course back as well on the grid these days. Kevin Magnussen. Yeah, Magnussen is Nico Hulkenberg. Welcome <laughs> back, yeah. So um, he just he just never leaves. He leaves, but not like he. Well, he leaves, but he, he never leaves our hearts. Exactly, he's, he's always in our hearts and our rumors. Definitely. <laughs> so he's uh, he's still there. I think uh, about the only. I think Magnus is the only one that didn't want a race, but he got him back. He got a pole position, so that's rather cool. And then yeah, and Nico, let's see. Well, that doesn't. Hulkenberg didn't even score a podium. No, never. He? But that's my, uh, you know, that's my, that's in my predictions this year. He's going to go score a podium, right? It's not happening. I doubt that. it happens, but just, if, <laughs> if I, yeah. Like Fernando got a podium today, let's get uh, Hukenberg a podium as well. James, last yeah. but not least, in two weeks, it's time for, of course, Jeddah. Yes. Predictions, podium. Ooh. Uh, Max Verstappen wins. I think it might be the same as, no, I'm not going to say the same as today. I think it's going to be, Max Leclerc Perez. Okay. I'm going to say Max Perez. Science. I keep believing in science this year. Carlos, you got my, you got my, you got my faith, but he was, he lost all confidence this week. He crashed during free practice or spun, spun. And after that, it was pretty awful. 12 seconds gap to Leclerc. So he has, he's got some work cut out of him, but I won't, I won't, I won't bill you, uh, Carlos. So uh, let's go for it. See you in two weeks, James. Absolutely, yeah. All right, guys. See you in two weeks. Bye-bye. See ya.